160. Spelunking. His breathing rapid but even, Ring tore down the tunnel beside Tolhard. The two of them, chasing Amelia as she led the way deeper into the sharp scale deep. They were moving at what was essentially a jog, though it was more like a sprint in terms of effort. The air was thick, and the drag substantial. Light was provided by a fire arrow knocked to Amelia's bow. They only had one Evertorch remaining, and it was reserved in case of an emergency. They were quite deep now. Unlike the ashen jungle, the spark scale deep wasn't uniform. The rank increased as you descended. The tunnel sloped ever downward, and the air becoming progressively thicker. At present, they were on their way to a sheltered cave they'd found on a previous expedition. It was in that cave that Rain had constructed the anchor stations and calibrated his barometers. This time, they were planning to spend the night and likely several nights to come. Detection pinged and Rain shouted, Left! Now! Reacting immediately, Amelia kicked off of nothing to send herself down the indicator tunnel. She'd needed to use airwalk to redirect herself, not having time to slow down. Torhart swerved after her, Rain keeping pace with him as he ran through his threat identification sequence. Three signals. One is a hunter. Left again. Amelia swerved, taking the indicated tunnel. How far? Close. Five meters down that tunnel on the right. The other two are workers. Got it, Amelia said, increasing her speed and pulling ahead. Radiance, please. Rain didn't reply other than to activate the requested skill, keeping the power low. Amelia just wanted it for light. Her arrow flared as the magic touched it, the flames easily driving back the shadows, far overpowering the subtle golden glow from Rain's armor. Moments later, she skidded to a stop in front of the adjoining passage. Drawing in a smooth motion, she loosed, and the light doubled. One flaming arrow split into twenty. Rain squinted against the glare, he couldn't see her target from where he was standing, but he could easily imagine the spinning projectiles tracing lines of fire as they fanned out before converging smoothly to spear the unfortunate monster. The effect of the combo was quite striking. A detonation rocked the tunnel. The system chimed and moments later a wave of hot, heavy air slammed into Rain's chest. Your party has defeated Spark Scale Hunter Drone, level 24. Your contribution... Nine percent, Rain squinted again reflexively as Amelia took her neck shot, but she didn't use fire arrow this time, just a regular seeking, drilling multi-shot. She didn't wait for it to land before firing a third and ending the battle, if you could call it that. Your party has defeated Spark Scale Worker Drone, level 21, your contribution nine percent. Your party has defeated Spark Scale Worker Drone, level 21. Your contribution, 9%. Rain dropped radiance. The tunnel dimmed as he switched to detection, scanning for more threats. Clear, he said after a moment, switching to his loot scanning sequence as he moved to follow Amelia, who was already walking toward the carnage. Thermal regulation would take care of the heat, and the flames were already dying. His loot sequence finished and Rain clicked his tongue. No good scales. A few tell and the workers, but that's it. Hmm, Tallheart rumbled. More fresh spawn. Disappointing. Rain sighed, pointing. This tunnel goes the right way. 
follow it for about 40 meters, then go straight at the fort. He activated radiance again, kneading it as the last of the flames flickered and died. Amelia nodded wordlessly, then used airwalk to catapult herself over the hunter's smoldering corpse. Rain and Tallheart followed, careful of their footing as they threaded their way past the punctured workers. Lying there like slowly deflating weather balloons, Crimson blood was leaking from the holes Amelia's arrows had punched through their thin scales, mixing with the silvery, mercury-laden ichor of the hunter. Rain snorted. Considering one of the hunter's scales that lay in his path, he stepped on it, and it shattered beneath his boot. Dozens of the things were scattered across the ground, blasted free from the corpse, along with chunks of flesh and other innards. Nothing here had enough deepened metal in it to be worth harvesting. The scales still had plenty of silver, of course. But with how much of the metal they'd already gathered, it wasn't even worth picking them up. They were less than trash, not even worthy of Purify. Ahead, Rain heard Amelia chanting, clearing the hunter's corpse. He dropped Radiance as she finished, another fire arrow blazing to light in her hand. Hurry up! she said, glancing back briefly, then taking off at a jog once more. We're behind schedule. This place is too damn big, Rain said, following. Hmm, Torhart said, matching his pace easily. Do not complain. At least you have something to do in combat. I am merely here. Hold up, Rain said, raising a hand. There's something in there. Several somethings. Amelia slowed, then stopped, facing forward warily. They were in a familiar section of tunnel, almost at the cave that was their goal. It was just beyond a crack in the tunnel wall ahead, too narrow for the larger varieties of spark scales. It was an excellent place to hole up for sure, and it appeared that something else had come to the same conclusion. What are they? Amelia asked not taking her eyes off the tunnel ahead. I don't know, Rain said, his identification sequence having just finished. Whatever they are, there are about twenty of them. Hmm, Torhart said, crossing his arms. There are some corpses in there too, Rain said, still scanning. Scavenger drone corpses. Just a few. Looks like whatever is in there can hold its own. Okay, stay with me. But not too close, Amelia said, creeping forward with her bow at the ready. Reaching the crack, she had to turn sideways to negotiate her way in. Torhart followed, then Rain, clenching his fists nervously. She wouldn't have a lot of room to draw her bow in there. The monsters were out in the cave, not clustered at the entrance. Even if they had ranged attacks, she might take a hit or two before she could retaliate. Whoa, Amelia said. What the hell's? What do you see? Ring asked, squeezing through the crack after Tallheart and trying to see past him. The Savidian was having a hard time of things thanks to his antlers. Flying slimes, Amelia replied. Her bowstring thrummed and there was a flash of light. Your party has defeated Stunner Jelly, level 17. Your contribution, 5%. Ring breathed out a sigh of relief upon seeing the listed level. A quick burst of detection revealed that the others were all the same type, and he relaxed further. 
Finally, Torhart got himself unstuck with a little help from his hammer. Rain squeezed out of the passage after him, then gasped, seeing the monsters with his eyes instead of his magic. Stunner jellies were enormous jellyfish, floating through the air like it was water, their gelatinous bells glowing a vibrant fluorescent purple, as did their long, reaching tentacles. Those were already beginning to fuzz with bizarrely silent lightning as the creatures approached. Amelia's bow twanged and the nearest jelly exploded, bringing noise to the cavern as Amelia's fire arrow splattered luminous fluid across the walls and the ceiling. The flames died almost instantly. Whatever the monsters were made of, it was apparently non-flammable. Let's try this, Amelia said, loosing another shot. Her arrow split, the twenty flaming projectiles spreading in a fan rather than converging on a single target. They struck hard hammering into the wave of oncoming jellies, shredding health but not killing outright. Instead, the bolts pierced, continuing on to spear into the second rank. Amelia fired again, barely bothering to aim. Many of the projectiles missed, veering off course thanks to the disruption of fire arrow, but it hardly mattered. She simply kept up the barrage until the last ding had sounded in Rain's mind, and the floor was covered by a gelatinous mess of shredded, still glowing jelly flesh. More of it painted the walls, like someone had tried to create the world's largest Jackson Pollock painting, using the contents of a ravine's worth of glow sticks. Tallheart rumbled. A shame. They were quite beautiful. Yeah, Amelia said, lowering her bow. I feel kind of bad. I think I'm turning into rain, she snorted, pointing. They were dangerous, though. Look, they were tough enough to take out a whole pack of scavengers. Rain looked, sweeping his gaze over the dozens of bodies scattered around the cavern floor. Buried beneath a healthy coating of glowing slime, he grimaced. Ew. Many of the scavengers looked to have been partially digested, their scales missing, leaving them as nothing more than melted husks of flesh too far gone for a detection to identify as corpses. There was a sudden clang, and Rain glanced at Tallheart, seeing that he'd set down his metal carriers and was working on removing his mobile forge. He looked back at Amelia, as she gestured vaguely at the mess. These slimes, probably slimes, jellies, whatever, they were able to hold out here, making me feel better about this cave. If a hunter had gotten in, it would have fried all of them to a crisp. Rain nodded in agreement. This was the first evidence they'd seen of their mining operation upsetting the status quo. The spark scales were dominant in this biome, having killed or displaced hubbubbers, stunner jellies and whatever else naturally spawned here. Their population had clearly snowballed until it filled up all of the available essence capacity. According to Torhart, such uniformity wasn't uncommon in biomes that hadn't seen awakened in a while. Unlike predators in a natural ecosystem, monsters wouldn't starve if they hunted their prey to extinction. Usually, there would be mitigating factors that kept things a little more balanced, such as the narrow entrance to this cave. It had been enough for the jellies in the short term, but long term the spark scales would likely regain control. 
Did we bring those empty potion bottles? Amelia asked, shaking rain out of his contemplation. He looked up to see her crouch near one of the larger globs of glowing ooze. Good idea, he said, guessing her intent. Any source of light was valuable down here. He slipped off the heavy water canteens, then shrugged out of Amelia's pack, setting it down much more gingerly. While he rooted around for the potion bottles, he used detection to sweep for loot, finding plenty of tell and arcane chris scattered through the mess, but no grand tell and no grand christs. He tossed the bottles to Amelia once he located them, but was subsequently distracted as he spotted Tallheart wading into the carnage. The civilian's boots made horrible squelching noises as he ploughed through the glowing ooze and half-digested meat alike. He stopped near a corpse that still had most of its scales, then turned and kicked it like a football. The unsettling projectile flew a short distance before landing on bare stone with a wet clatter. It rolled for a short waist, leaving a glowing trail of purple ick before coming to a stop beside Tallheart's stuff. Damn it, Amelia said, and Rain shifted his gaze back to her. Her gloves were covered in luminescent ooze up to the elbow. She stood, then whipped an arm through the air in an attempt to dislodge it. But this only served to spread the mess further. She turned to look at him. This stuff's worthless. It's too gloopy to get into the bottle, and it's already losing its light. Go ahead with Purify, Rain. Yeah, Rain said, seeing that it was true. The glow was already fading. He activated Purify, not worried about the magic dissolving anything of value. The spell barely worked on scavenger drones in the first place, thanks to their scales. As the rapidly dimming ooze evaporated, Rain knelt once more to rummage in Amelia's pack. He emerged with two items, a flask and a lamp. The flask was made of heat copper and bore the same rune, sequence, as the pan of frying. Rain pushed a trickle of mana into it, then waited for the fatbird tallow inside to melt. It only took a few seconds, and once it was liquid, he filled the lamp carefully, then inserted a wick. Recapping the flask and tucking it back into the pack, he extracted a spark lighter, then lit the lamp with a couple clicks. During the day, spawns were relatively unlikely, even in complete darkness. The lamp, feeble as its flame was, would make them less likely still. At night, it would be nowhere near enough for a cavern of this size, but in conjunction with a fire arrow, it would do for now. Amelia had summoned one of those while Rain had been occupied, tossing it to the floor and leaving it to burn. Assuming it was a real arrow and not one made with endless quiver, it would stay lit as long as she remained focused. Unfortunately, it would go out instantly if she were to try and light another one. You were right, she said, seeing Rain looking at her. We should have brought more torches. Rain nodded, smiling behind his helmet. I told you so. He knew better than to say it. Torches are a luxury, Torhart said, still gathering spark-scale corpses. These scales should contain enough metal for chains. I am already working on the problem. Great, Amelia said, walking toward him. Here, 
Let me help you with that. Get the smelter going. I'll get the rest of the bodies. Rain, you want to get started on the alcove? Work, work, Rain said in his best orc voice. His impression enhanced by the heavy air. He smiled to himself, shifting his stat balance toward strength and reached for the mattock hanging from his belt. I'm gonna break this thing. Deep stones, no joke. Sparkscale Scavenger Drone, Class Sparkscale, Level 16, Aspect Arcane Lightning, Bounty 0 to 29 Tel, 0 to 2 Arcane Chris, 4 kilograms iron, 1 kilogram mercury, 75 grams silver, Health 6,500, Natural Armor, 500 Hardness, 1,000 Saturation, Resistances 0 Light, Heat Cold 100. Dark, 200. Arcane, lots. Attacks, teeth. Damage unknown, unable to damage hardness enchanted adamant. Electric pulse, 2,000 arcane damage. One meter range, three second cooldown. Description, scavengers look like piranhas the size of chickens. Like all spark scales, they can swim through air like it's water. They come in packs and seem to operate on a similar behavioral model to kin. They swarm their prey latching on with their teeth while timing their electric pulses with each other to combine the damage. Scavengers have been seen carrying fallen spark scale scales and other objects in their mouths, possibly to bring back to their hive. Spark scale hunter drone, class spark scale, level 24, aspect arcane lightning, bounty 0 to 3 grand crist, 0 to 1 grand arcane crist, 0 to 2 kilograms valis, 0 to 250 grams tantum, 0 to 50 grams adamant, 0 to 30 grams rykir, 200 kilograms iron, 40 kilograms mercury, 20 kilograms lead, 10 kilograms silver, 30 grams gold, health 175,000, natural armor, hardness 10,000, saturation 100,000, resistances, light 0, heat cold 2,500, dark 5,000, arcane probably lots, attacks, Passive Fulmination. Unknown arcane damage per second. Two meter range always on. Lightning Bolt. 20,000 to 40,000 arcane. 10 meter range. Five second cooldown. Description. Hunter drones are murderous, horse-sized, spiky, floating electric catfish. A constant aura of lightning emanates from a pair of long whiskers near their mouths, and they can use them to launch more powerful lightning bolts on a short cooldown. Hunters are typically encountered alone or escorting a small group of worker drones. Hunter scales can contain deepened metals, though the concentration varies wildly. They also contain a significant quantity of mundane silver and lesser quantities of gold. Speculation. Hunters accumulate additional deepened metal in their scales over time. The older the monster, the greater the reward. Spark Scale Worker Drone. Class Spark Scale. Level 21, Aspect Arcane, Gravity, Bounty 0 to 5 Tel, 0 to 1 Arcane Crisps, 8 kilograms iron, 1 liter water, 1 kilogram lead, 500 grams nickel, 100 grams zinc, other trace metals, health 80,000, natural armor, hardness 1,000, saturation negligible, resistances, light 0, heat cold 500, 
Dark, 1000. Arcane, probably lot. Attacks, levitation. Combat applications, unknown. Description. Spark-scale worker drones are enormous, zeppelin-looking fish with tiny mouths. Their scales are finer than those of their smaller brethren, and while they contain traces of iron, they do not provide significant protection against magic. Worker drones have been seen levitating rocks, but the combat applications of this ability have yet to be observed. Unless accompanied by a hunter drone, worker drones attempt to flee. They are deceptively fast given their size and shape. For their level, they present little threat. Unlike hunters and scavengers, worker drones' blood is red and contains water. Their flesh is spongy and distinctly unpalatable, with a strong metallic taste. Eating it is unadvisable, particularly for anyone susceptible to heavy metal poisoning. Stunner Jelly, Class, Slime? Level 17, Aspect, Arcane? Bounty, question mark. Health, less than 50,000. Resistances, unknown. Attacks, shocking tentacles. Effect damage, unknown. Capable of harming spark-scale scavenger drones. Description, glowing person-size jellyfish. Can float in air and move without any apparent method of propulsion. Not even that pulsing thing jellyfish do. Purple and translucent. Come in packs? When killed, their jelly gradually loses its glow. Possible chemical-slash-alchemical uses. Study is a low probability. Should I have tasted it? Waving away the updated monster dossier, Rain summoned a terminal, then committed the changes to his mental repository. His revision control system was still a bit of a work in progress, but he'd needed to do something. He had simply too many files now, and the list was only growing. The documents had started as a way for him to order his thoughts, but they themselves were starting to become a hassle to manage. Of course, he was perfectly capable of remembering each one down to the exact sequence of key presses required to create it, but that was a problem in itself. That level of detail simply wasn't something a human mind could hope to comprehend. Not all at once. Even now, Rain could feel the growing weight of his accumulated knowledge lurking in his subconscious, pressing on his thoughts as a constant distraction. Even without winter running, he still found himself getting lost in the noise from time to time. Only after being without the spell for weeks had he realized just how bad his mental state had gotten. Fortunately, the changes he'd made to his interface were helping, locking that knowledge away behind layers of structure. At least, he hoped. I'm not going insane. I'm not. There have been other dynamos, and I haven't heard of any of them going bonkers, so... He sighed. I have to stop dwelling on this. I'm doing the best I can, and the files are helping. I just need to keep my mind tidy. On that note, what's next on the to-do list? Sort the to-do list, maybe? Yeah, that's probably a good place to start. Before Rain could open the document, a breath of wind washed over him. Amelia had pulled open the door to the alcove, entering with a fire arrow held in one hand. Rain squinted at the sudden light, watching her through the metal chains dangling from the ceiling. Spaced in a quarter-meter grid, the chains were Tallheart's solution to monster spawns. If there wasn't enough free time, 
It didn't matter whether it was light or dark. Amelia stooped and made her way inside, parting the chains before her and making them clink softly. What are you two still doing in here? She asked, raising her visor. It's almost time. And why did you put out the lamp? Ring shrugged. I was working on my interface and I don't need the light for that. I figured I might as well save oil. Tallheart's asleep. No, I am not, Tallheart said from somewhere behind him. I am meditating. It is not going well. I told you. You need to stop trying to force it, Rain said, cranking his neck around to look over his shoulder. You have to let go. Hmm. Tallheart snorted without opening his eyes. He paused, tilting his head, his antlers disturbing the chain with the motion. Your method did not work for me. I am having more success with mine. Sure you are, Amelia said, her voice dripping with skepticism. Rain smiled. She and Tallheart had started something of a competition. It struck him as a bit counterproductive. But listening to them heckle each other about their lack of progress was nothing if not amusing. There shouldn't be anything stopping them except themselves. I mean, hells, I've got the attention span of a hyper-caffeinated gerbil. It should be easy for them by comparison. Tallheart has a point, though. The method might not be the same for everyone. By the way, Rain, I ranked equipment mastery again, Amelia said, bringing Rain's gerbil brain back on track. It's at 13 now. Damn, skill takes ages to level. It's even slower than smell-bound item was. She snorted. Good riddance. Such a useless skill. I know, right? Rain smiled, summoning a spreadsheet. Let me just update this real quick. What about stacked slot? Still at six? Seven, Amelia said. Not that it matters. Rain nodded, entering both skill levels. He scrolled down to the bottom of the spreadsheet, watching the numbers change as the formulas were re-evaluated. It was his mind doing the maths. His script just co-opted the system's low-level functions to push the effort to his subconscious. He said casually as if it was nothing. Chuckling, Rain watched patiently as the changes slowly rippled their way down the sheet. Man, this is really starting to chug. I need to do some more optimization work. That, or make myself multi-core somehow. Wait, multi-core? Yes, multi-core! High-rank lairs are supposed to have sub-cores sometimes, aren't they? If lairs are like souls, I could... No, bad rain. No getting distracted. To do. Multi-core. Now, where was I? Rain refocused on the spreadsheet. The calculations finally finished. Amelia Heviata, dot ODS. Rings. Empowered rings times three. Equipment mastery times three. Plus 20 to all stats, times 4. Base stats, 63. Item, 240. Accolade, 10. Jack, 2.6. The Amelia number, 813.8. Vital pools, 16,276. Regen per hour, 339.08. Skills, Thicken plate, 10. Harden plate, 10. Heavy resistance enhancement, 6. Deep Plate, 6. Fire Arrow, 10. Arrow Affinity, 10. Prismatic Arrow, 4. 
Deep Durability, 10. Deep Hardness, 10. Empowered Main Hand, 10. Empowered Off Hand, 10. Empowered Amulet, 10. Empowered Armor, 10. Empowered Rings, 20. Equipment Mastery, 13. Drilling Shot, 10. Seeker Shot, 10. Sharpened Arrowheads, 10. Strong Draw, 10. Piercing Shot, 10. Endless Quiver, 10. Sniper Shot, 10. Bleeder Shot, 10. Multi Shot, 10. Stacked Shot, 7. Healing Word, 10. Airwalk, 10. Fire Affinity, 10. Heat Mastery, 10. Chanting, 10. Channel Mastery, 10. Energy Well, 10. Recharge Bound Item, Alternate, 10. Unmodified Draw Weight, 285 kilograms. Draw Distance, 0.63 meters. Bow Efficiency, 0.79. Conversion Factor, Damage Per Joule, 2.21. Base Shot Damage, Approximate, 1,537. With sharpened arrowheads, 3,074. With strong draw, 6,149. Firebolt arrow enhancement, 400. With fire arrow, 780. With heat mastery, 1,560. With fire affinity, 3,121. With empowered main hand, 6,241. With arrow affinity, 12,483. With prismatic arrow, 58,110. Shot damage, drilling shot, 95,425, sniper shot, 232,816, multi-shot, 128,517, stacked combos, drilling sniper shot, 1,118,400, drilling multi-shot, 190,851, sniper multi-shot, 465,632. Drilling Sniper Multishot, 2,236,800. With Chanting. Multishot, 360,957. Drilling Multishot, 423,290. Drilling Sniper Multishot, 2,469,240. Shaking his head, Rain saved, committed, then dismissed everything but his HUD before looking back up at Amelia. The strain for a full shot is still way too high. But I don't think you needed me to tell you that. Your damage is just too insane. I know, Amelia said with a smile, offering him her hand. I'm kind of terrifying. Now, come on, we should all be out of there for nightfall. That means you too, Tallheart. Tallheart grunted and Rain heard a chain rattle behind him as the civilian moved. Rain accepted Amelia's hand, allowing her to pull him to his feet, and the three of them left the alcove, moving out into the sheltered cave. Rain took the fat bird lamp with him, relighting it for all the good it would do. As many times as they'd visited the spark scale deep, they'd never been this far down after dusk, so they were unsure how vigorous the assault would be. In the shallower tunnels, every time they'd come down at night, they had faced heavy resistance. It was debatable whether that had been Rain's soul acting as a law, or just the natural aggression of the spark scales in patrolling their territory. Regardless, this cave was rank 24, the equilibrium point. In theory, that meant no metaphorical blood cloud leaking from Rain's metaphysical wound. Nothing to attract the sharks. Rain still felt nervous as he glanced at Tallheart. The smith looked utterly unconcerned. Of course, the antlered smith wouldn't have flinched if a dozen DAE citizens had been bearing down on him. 
That made him a bad example. Amelia had closed her visor after leaving the alcove, so he couldn't read her expression. But she was a bad example too. She'd lived in a place like this for nine years. Sighing, Rain kept his mouth closed and his concerns to himself. Setting his lamp down where it would be out of the way, Yes, there was no guarantee that the larger spark scales wouldn't break through this deep stone, if sufficiently motivated. Yes, there was nothing to stop scavenger drones from swarming in through the crack to bury them. Yes, they wouldn't be able to flee if something went wrong. The risks were there. There was no denying it. Amelia was right, though. She was terrifying. Or rather, her power was, especially if you were a monster. She was level 31 with an optimized combat build, and thanks to Torhart's general ridiculousness, her equipment was closer to gold. On her own, she was stronger than an average team of silver plates. Even if the rank 24 biome threw everything it had at them, she'd still win. She was more than strong enough. Beyond that, it wasn't like Rain and Torhart were helpless. For his part, Rain still had plenty of essence left. His hoarding had paid off, and with the higher pressure of this cave, his core was running much more efficiently. Realising that his hands were trembling, Rain clenched his fists. We've got this. We don't have time to be pussyfooting around. Rain's eyes latched onto the time. 7.59 and 43 seconds, PM. Silently, he watched the seconds count up. Here we go. Unlike in the Ashen Jungle, there was no visible change to herald the coming of true dusk. The seconds displayed on Rain's HUD simply rolled over, then kept counting. One minute passed, with not even a blip from detection. Two minutes, three. Okay then, Amelia said. Rain was proud of himself for not letting his panicked shriek escape his mouth. It took a second to recover raising a hand to his chest before rounding on her. Don't do that. Nervous? Amelia asked, amused. She looked back at the crack, then yelled, making full use of her awakened lungs. Hey, fish, fish, fish! Come and get us! Amelia! Rain gasped, his ears ringing as he gaped at her in horror. Oh, relax, she said, glancing at him. This was always the plan. If we can thin them out tonight, the hive won't be as defended tomorrow, assuming we can find it. Yes, but... Rain gestured, half expecting to be interrupted by a monstrous roar. Instead, all he heard was a low, rumbling chuckle. I am going to sleep, Torhart said, turning away and heading back for the alcove. Wake me if... He was interrupted by the thrum of Amelia's bow, then an explosion. Your party has defeated Sparkscale Scavenger Drone, level 16. Your contribution, 3%. Light flared beside Rain as Amelia drew a fresh arrow. The burning corpse of the drone lay in the narrow passage, having entered silently while Rain had been looking away. Two seconds too late, detection fired, and dozens of signals appeared in Rain's mind. More coming, he said, his tension replaced by resolve as adrenaline flooded his system. Full pack of scavengers. There was no place for fear once the fighting started. 
fear kept you alive, but it could just as easily get you killed. Amelia fired again, and another detonation rocked the cavern. Your party has defeated Sparkscale Scavenger Drone times three. Level 16. Your contribution, 4%. Three for one, she shouted in satisfaction. They're all grouping up in there. This is going to be... Don't you dare say it, Rain shouted, stopping her before she could doom them all.